Welcome to True Crime from A to Z. I'm Sydney. And I'm Shakira. So, first off, guys, Happy New Year. Woo-hoo. We are actually recording on New Year's Eve, but you, yeah. be, you will be able to get this in the new year. So, I can't believe we're already to 2020. I know. It's crazy. Where it's so crazy. Go, I don't know what I don't I know I don't know what happened to this decade. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, I feel old. Yeah, it's crazy. We've made it through the first our first year. <laughs> oh, our first two months. Yeah. Well, we started late <laughs> in the year. So technically we made it past a year, but technically we aren't that far into it. <laughs> yes. So we have a pretty interesting case today, don't we? You were telling me it was pretty interesting. Yes. I haven't told her very much on purpose, but it's crazy. It's been eight years, seven months, and four days since Maddie disappeared. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible on a family. That's heartbreaking that somebody would go missing for mm-hmm. eight years. And we still don't know I where they are. I can't even imagine how hard that would be. I messaged her mom. That's so crazy for us to have involved in this. Yeah, she was expressing how hard it is. I just, I... That's heartbreaking. It is so heartbreaking. But this was actually a case suggestion from Danielle. So thank you so much for this case suggestion. Thank you, Danielle. Yes. If you thought of a case or something that you would like to suggest. We love case suggestions, man. Yes, we definitely love case suggestions. It means we don't have to search one and it's someone that you guys are interested in. Exactly. And that's what we want to do is ones that you're interested in, like this one. In the show notes, we are going to have a link to our website. You can be able to submit the case suggestions. So just head on over and give us a case suggestion and we will look into it. For sure. This content may be of a violent and disturbing nature. It may not be appropriate for all audiences. If you are uncomfortable at any time, please feel free to tune out of this episode. We understand Mm -hmm. your health is much more important than our listener count. Like we mentioned earlier, this is a missing person case. So if that is really hard for you, please feel free to skip this one. There aren't any... Um, violent details for this case but please make sure you take care of yourself Mm -hmm. so this story is about madison geraldine scott that's a cute name or maddie for short yeah everyone called her maddie which i think is a great nickname Mm -hmm. and her parents are eldon and don scott and she was born on april 29th 1991 she has an older brother named Ben and a younger sister named Georgina. Oh. And they lived in Vanderhoof, which is such a fun word. That is a fun word. And I've listened to a documentary that the family made and they said Vanderhoof. So I'm sure I know I'm saying it right. 99% sure that's correct. And the Vanderhoof is in central BC, British Columbia. And if you look on the map, like it is almost exactly in the center of bc oh wow so it is literally central bc which i thought was really cool that's interesting and really cool a little bit about vanderhoof it's a really small community a little small town has a population of 4500 but because it is such a rural area they actually serve around 10,000. wow 
the Van Hoof residents mainly work in the forest and mining, agricultural industries, and there are many elementary schools and one major secondary school, which is Nechaco Valley Secondary School. I think that's really cool. I wish I would have looked up the how to say it. <laughs> I were the origins of it because that's oh. that's such a cool sounding word. I wonder what the origins are. A little bit about Maddie. She honestly sounds like such a cool person, like someone okay. that would be so fun to be with. She enjoys dirt biking, quadding, which is four-wheeling. Oh, okay. I guess they call it quadding in Canada. I didn't talk to people about that when I lived there, so that was new to me. I thought that was cool. She loves horseback riding. I've seen a lot of videos and pictures of her on horseback riding. Team sports, hanging out with friends. So basically, everything outdoorsy and with people. Oh, that'd be fun. She sounds fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. She is a very avid camper. One of her friends said that she just loved to do anything and everything. And that if she met a new person and they had a new hobby and they had a hobby that was new to her, she would go and try it with them. Oh, that's so She just loved people. She loved doing things. She loved trying new things. She was real. She was personable. She was vivacious, fun-loving, just awesome (laughs) that is awesome yeah one of her friends said that she was real she was not fake like if you didn't like her she didn't care because i mean there's always someone else that can that someone else in the area that's gonna like you if Mm -hmm. they don't agreed so she's definitely a role model i would say definitely she'd be a she's a role model yeah that is a very good trait to have is to be a very honest real person Mm -hmm. i definitely gained a lot of respect for her just reading about her. I've really developed like a like a bond almost. Yeah. I I, granted I haven't met her, but I feel I feel like she's someone that I would really love to be with. Yeah. She liked to have expensive things. She liked to always have like the updated <laughs> and latest and greatest iPhone and she had a motorbike. I'm sure she had a four wheeler. I wouldn't be surprised if she had a four wheeler because she went all the time. She <laughs> yeah. used all of those all the time. But she was still such a caring and affectionate person. She really cared about the individual. Mm, okay. Which. That's good. That was definitely like something that was repeated over and over and over is that she cared about people all the time. Amazing. It sounds like she just had very good traits that way of being a friend and being a good person that way. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and she was always in contact with her friends and her family. She was always texting and all that good stuff. Mm. In secondary school, Maddie went to the Chico Valley Secondary School. And in 2007, so that I think that's about grade 10. We call mm-hmm. it 10th grade. They call it grade 10. Not that it's a big difference, but I always thought that was interesting. It's <laughs> like the first time I heard that, it like threw me off. I was like, what? Well, that's 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> When I was in Canada, but they call it grade 10, which is cool. So in about grade 10, um, a girl named Jordy Bulldock, she moved into town. And then she and Maddie met. And they became fast friends. Like, they were always hanging out. They were good friends. They graduated in 2009. And as life has it, they didn't hang out as much after they graduated. Uh. Because life you don't you're not seeing each other every day at school anymore and you have jobs and college or university or as they call it in canada 
and stuff that takes you apart and makes you busy. But Madison, after she graduated, she started working as an apprentice, working as a heavy-duty mechanic with her father at MBG Logging. Hmm. So she was a heavy-duty mechanic, and her brother described her as someone who was as comfortable in a dress as she was in her work coveralls. (laughs) And you could just see her one minute in a dress, and then she'd whip on her coveralls to change the oil in her car. I love it. Like, she was not afraid to get down and dirty, which is awesome. That's cool. I saw pictures of her where she was covered in oil and stuff because she was working on something. Oh, my god, Which is super awesome. Her extended family is large, and they are pretty, like, her extended family, they're big. There's a lot of them, and they're Mm well-known in Vanderhoof. Her family owns the Vanderhoof Market called Scott Foods. Oh. And so they're a very prominent family in the community. And not only is her family prominent in the community, but she is well-known and really liked in the community. She had a lot of friends and a lot of people knew her. That's cool. She sounds awesome. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Now that we've gotten to know Maddie a little bit, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. So get a drink or whatever. And we will be right back to hear more about Maddie. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. We just learned a little bit about Maddie, about who Mm -hmm. she is, where she's from, and about how cool she is. She sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I love her. Oh, so another cool thing that I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. Okay. I'm either going to talk about it later in this episode or in the next episode, but she's a photographer. Oh, cool. And she's actually quite good because I was looking at some of her pictures and she's quite good. That's awesome. And she was really creative with her pictures, too, with using flash, mm-hmm. using the flash in creative ways. Yeah. And Shakira, I'm going to send you a picture Okay. that she took using long exposure flash Okay. that I'm going to talk about later because I feel like it's very... That is so cool. It's kind of like, I feel like it's almost foreshadowing. That is, what actually... Kind of scary when you say it it's really. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, because wow. it's a. We'll post this on social media, so definitely go take a look at it because it's really cool. Yeah, it was at night, mm-hmm. and it was winter time, so there was snow on the ground, and she had long exposure flash. She, she let it flash once. She moved out of the picture, mm-hmm. and let it finish, and it showed her. She was like kind of there. It had long exposure, but it only had one flash of seeing her. The camera did. So, so this is really her cool and kind of great. Yeah, this is her. Okay. She's so pretty. She is. I've seen a lot of pictures. She loves to take pictures, and I'm really glad because I really awesome pictures of her. Better to see that way. Yeah. Better to see someone. And when I, <laughs> she posted it on Facebook, and I love this. She posted it on Facebook, and one of her friends said, not really into ghosts. Like, you're such a baby. And she's like, you're such a baby. I'm like, oh my gosh. I love it. So she's a goof. She's, done, she's sassy and fun and she sounds awesome. Amazing. Like, I love that she called her friend a baby. <laughs> sounds like me. So awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
It just made me laugh so hard when I saw that. Because <laughs> I actually saw that someone mentioned it on, when I was researching this case, uh-huh. I someone mentioned this picture. I was like, oh, I need to find this picture because that sounds so cool. Yeah. And so I, I stalked her on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's not creepy. And, which I enjoyed because she has some way cool pictures. And I found this and so I had to see the comment and it's, it's there. There's three comments and that's two of them. <laughs> We do not condone stalking. But it's a super cool picture. (laughs) No. (laughs) But, so earlier in the week of May 27th, her cousin, Cora Kelly, was in town. She had been in town and she was on Friday or Saturday. She was going to go leave to go back to school in Prince George. Okay. Which is relatively close to Vanderhoof, Mm -hmm. but it's... Far enough a distance that you have to make a trip out of it to go see her. And so she was in town and and she was going to be leaving that weekend. And they had made plans to go do something together on Friday. She was texting Maddie like, hey, are we still good for this weekend? And then finally on like Thursday or Friday, Maddie finally texted her back and said, oh, sorry, I am going to a birthday party for a friend. Okay. And so she ended up canceling her plans with Cora. And she ended up going on Friday, May 27th, 2011. She went to the birthday party at Hogsback Lake. And she went with her friend, Jordy, that she met in high school. Yeah, we talked about her earlier a little bit. In secondary school. This was a friend that they knew. I don't think they knew him like well enough that they felt they went to his party. But I don't feel like they knew him super well. Yeah. I'm not percent sure. There's not a ton about who this individual was. Mm-hmm. I know that it, the party was hosted by a different local man. And it was posted on Facebook in a Facebook event. So a lot of people found out about it. Maddie went camping at Hogsback Lake a lot. They kind of were on the impression that people were going to go there and they were going to go camping at the lake. So they went there. They're trying to set up their tent. And they realized that the tent that they grabbed was too small and was missing some poles. And so they went back into town. They went back to Maddie's house. They grabbed a bigger tent. And Maddie's mom's like, what are you doing? What are you doing home? Yeah. We need to get the poles. That wasn't included in the package that we, the tent that we brought. And so they grabbed what they needed. Mom said, okay, have a good time. Love you. Be safe. And they left. They went back to Hogsback Lake. They set up the tent. Then a bunch of girls, they went and they went and got some wood for the fire. And they're hanging out and tons of people came. Oh, wow. Like around 50, I think someone said like 56, 46 Never had a party. So a lot of people. Yeah. And Maddie didn't know, she knew some people, but they didn't know everybody. Mm -hmm. And there were some people that came that were really, really rowdy. Oh, boy. The party started getting really rambunctious because there was these really rowdy people that they did that Maddie didn't know. She wasn't friends with these guys. Mm. And around two thirty in the morning, there's a lot of mixed because they don't talk about Jordy involvement at the party a ton because they mostly focus on Maddie because it's Maddie's. She's the one that stories about. <laughs> Either she got in a fight or tripped or something, but she she got injured and fell in the fire. Oh no. I don't think she got too injured that night. Okay. And she was, wait, she was drunk. Oh, boy. She was so drunk. And she went up to Maddie and said, I need to go home. Yeah, I would want to go home too. Yeah. She kind of has gotten a lot of flack for that because everyone says, you come with someone, you go home with someone. 
Yeah, but if you're not feeling good, you don't want to wait around. Yeah, she, Jordy's like, you need to come home with me. You, you shouldn't stay here. By the time 2.30, a lot of people have left. There weren't a ton of people there left at the party. The party was starting to simmer down. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm going to stay. It's okay. I'm going to stay. But I think she was under the impression that some people were going to camp and stayed gotcha. the night. Okay. She went home with a male person. It made, like, I got mixed messages whether or not people knew exactly who this male person was. Obviously, Jordy knew who this male person was. It is suggested that it might have been her boyfriend. Her new boyfriend, but okay. I'm not sure. But she went home. Then there's just a few people left around 2.45 to 3 a.m. Well, when Jordy left, Maddie was in her tent. She was hanging out in her tent. And she was like, no, I'm just going to stay here. And so then Jordy, that's when Jordy left. And then the last few people, they were about to leave. They're like, hey, do you want to ride home? We're going to head home. We, won't, we don't want you to stay here by yourself. But she was an avid camper. She had camped there a lot. Okay. I'm not sure... I hadn't, didn't see anything on whether or not she camped by herself. Yeah, I was about to ask. But she was an avid camper. She was comfortable being outside. Okay. She was comfortable camping. She was comfortable with that kind of thing. Okay. And so she said, no, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm just going to hang out here by myself. That was the last time people saw her was around 2.45, 3 a.m. That's really hard. So everyone else went home. And then Saturday, May 28th, a bunch of people came back to clean up the party. Because there was going to be another party that night. Oh my gosh. A bigger party. And so they wanted to come back and clean up their mess because they're responsible. And they want to make sure the nature is clean. And that's when Jordy came back. She also came back. And that's why I think that she didn't get hurt too badly because she came back to help clean. Yeah. And she said that Maddie's truck was still there and the tent was there. Everything, the door was open to the tent and everything was pushed to the sides in her tent. But it didn't look like there was, a, there was no signs of struggle. And so they just figured that she, because her truck, her purse... And her tent was still there. Her keys and her phone weren't there. So they figured that maybe she had gone on a walk somewhere. Okay. Exploring or whatever. Because that's, that's Maddie. She loves, she loves to be out. And so they finished cleaning and they, they went home. Okay. And Maddie's mom and dad, they were trying to contact her. They hadn't heard, her, heard from her in a while. She was always in contact with her parents and her friends. Yeah. And so they were getting a little bit nervous. But they knew she was a responsible young woman. And that she would contact them later and that, it, that she should be fine. Okay. She didn't have like solid concrete plans for the weekend. Like she had some like kind of ideas of what she wanted to do with certain friends. So those friends were trying to contact her to see if they could get together for those vague plans. Mm -hmm. And they weren't able to get a hold of her. And that was kind of worrying her mom. Yeah, that would worry me too. I believe later that night, her phone started just going to voicemail. Oh boy. And then later that night, an even larger party was there at Hog's Back Lake. And this one had like 150 people. Oh my gosh. It was huge. That does, I can't even be around that many people. I know, that's so many people. Oh, at this campground. <laughs> oh like it's God. a beautiful campground. It has a de like a decent amount of space. So it's like still, it's a still a campground. Oh yeah, it's obviously Hog's Back Lake, but it's... By a lake and there's it's a foresty lake and it's bc and bc is just amazing and beautiful and oh my gosh i saw videos and pictures of it it's gorgeous i'll have to look at those because it's i would love gorgeous. to go to that lake and go camping there <laughs> i love and that. so they partied they had a great time i think her sister was actually at that lake she didn't really like to mention it because she was underaged oh, okay so hush <laughs> hush about but, that so yeah but her sister reported that she didn't see her sister. She didn't see Maddie. So they all went home. 
And then in the morning, Dawn, Maddie's mom, still hadn't heard from her. And like, okay, that's really weird. That's a really long time for Maddie to go without talking to us. Yeah. It was fine yesterday. It was weird, but fine yesterday. But now this is day two. Sunday, and we still haven't heard from her since Friday. Because the last time she talked to her was Friday night. That's very out of character for her. Oh, yeah. And so Dawn contacted Eldon. He was at work. And she's like, I still, her phone is going to voicemail. I don't know what's going on. So he came home and they hopped in the car and they headed up to Hawksback Lake yeah. to go check on her. And they were talking. They're like, she's going to be sitting around the fire with a bunch of friends. And we're just going to ask her, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> what, happened you, what happened to your phone? Like, you doing okay? Why aren't you answering? Want to make sure <laughs> you're, that everything's good. <laughs> want to see if, how everything's going. And they drove up there. Okay. And all they found was her truck and her tent. Oh, and her purse was inside the truck. Oh. And they're like, okay, this is really weird. Didn't look like there was any sign of foul play. Like mm-hmm. like her tent had been flattened by the party from the night before. Yeah. But that's not totally that unusual for people to... I, like I said, they didn't want to get knocked over or damaged well, I, or whatever. I so they flattened the tent. Lot, like, and that's normal. Yeah, that didn't shine any red flags to me yeah. that they flattened the tent. It seemed like they just courteous to, to make sure to try and help it make sure that it didn't get broken mm-hmm. but they had an extra key to her car which i think is smart just saying yeah that's how many times key. have you locked your keys in your car <laughs> or so they had an extra key, lost your key. And they opened it yeah seriously having someone else have extra keys is smart mm-hmm. so they opened up her truck which is off white it's a, like an older model of a of a truck it's off white mm-hmm. Okay. So they opened it up and her things were in there. They found her purse, but no keys to her truck and no phone. Oh boy. She had an iPhone 4. It was gone. And they're like, okay, that's odd. And there were some other campers that were there at the campground and they went over They started talking to them. And they actually happened to be some of Maddie's friends. Oh, okay. And they're like, gosh, yeah, we haven't seen her for a couple of days, but her truck hasn't moved. It's stayed there since Friday. She that's parked it there on Friday and it hasn't moved. That's kind of a red flag there. Yes. That's what exactly what they were thinking. So they're like, okay, that's weird. We haven't heard from her. Her phone's dead. The car hasn't moved. These guys haven't seen her in a couple days. We're calling 911. Yeah. And it sounds like she's the type that did leave her phone off like she wanted her phone with her, which I'm kind of that person too. Yeah. But like, So I understand I'm not saying anything judgmental like she's too materialistic. I'm not saying that. But it sounds like she's the type that if her phone died, she would want to have it charged again and stuff. Yeah. I mean, she's a social person. Social people generally like to be in contact with their friends. And have their phone on, which, you know, I understand. Yeah. And part of the reason why they went up to Hogsback Lake is because the signal is spotty, which perfectly makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, most campgrounds I've been to, the signal is so spotty. And so they decided that they would just go out there and see if maybe that was part of the problem. Yeah. And so they actually were able to get a hold of the, the police. They okay. called 911. They're like, so we haven't heard from her since Friday. Some other friends haven't seen her in a few days. They said that her truck hasn't moved in since Friday. There's no sign of foul play. Like, her tent seems fine. The things in her truck seems fine. 
it didn't look like she had like put up some kind of fight or something. Yeah. Correct? It looked like things were fine. Okay. But we haven't heard from her. We want we need to report her as missing. Yeah. And since they were well known in the community and she was well known in the community as a responsible person that wouldn't just leave like she was spontaneous. Yeah. And would like get up and go on a vacation or like get up and go somewhere randomly. But she was responsible. She and would let people young, know where she was So going. it's not like she was just mm-hmm. taken off as a individual who just is older. She's still a very young. Yeah. Lady. Yeah. She's 20. She's still living with her parents. So she's still living under their rules. And so she would be in contact with her parents to let them know what was going on. I understand on. that because when my dad got sick, I lived with, I still live with my parents, but. I came back home and stuff and I would never just bail without telling them where I am. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And since they knew that, uh-huh. they jumped into action. They didn't say, oh, you need to wait for this amount of time. Yeah, which exactly. Technically, I think it had almost been 48 hours since the last time that she was seen. True. So they really didn't have. So according to those rules, there wasn't a lot of time to wait. But they knew that she was a responsible person. They know, knew these people that they wouldn't just freak out like this yeah if they were calling it was on purpose and you could actually hear on the 911 call Uh this really awesome documentary will have a link in the on our website to it i would definitely watch it it's a a good documentary okay about maddie and the 911 and they played the 911 call and you can hear and you can hear the 911 dispatch person say we need to dispatch search and rescue like they jumped into action right then And so it was like two days later since they had seen her, but like they jumped right in. It's really awesome that the people knew who they were. That's got to help a lot with Mm -hmm. the whole. Oh, yeah, people definitely did. Or something along that line when someone goes missing. And so it's nice that the cops Mm -hmm. knew who they were. It makes it easier. It made me so happy because that's one of the things that drives me nuts when I hear missing person stories. But they jumped into action. Like the RCMP, they... And search and rescue teams from multiple places. Nenderhoof, Prince George, Burns Lake, Port St. James, all like search and rescue from teams from all those places. And they all directed additional volunteer searchers. So they had a lot of people that jumped into action that all came together to look for Maddie. And they all came together and they immediately started grid searching mm-hmm. from the campsite out- outwards. Okay. They got helicopters with thermal scam to check for body heat around the lake. They were searching everywhere. They had search dogs. They had boats that had side searching sonar, checking the lake just in case she was there. They were looking everywhere. That's what you have to do. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when they called, it was about 1230 in the afternoon. Okay. So they were searching like all day. At least they jumped into action. That's like the one thing that bugs me is when they don't jump. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They jumped right into action. Dawn and Eldon, they called all their friends and family and they came and they started helping. On Monday, they expanded the search and they did it even more in depth. Okay. Because they did like like a first like mile or two or something like that around the focal point of where she was last seen. They expanded it even more and they sent like ATVs and people walking up every single path. They sent them up and down the road, like everywhere. Because they were at this point, they were starting to realize that there was no sign of her. Because generally, if she went somewhere on foot, you would see some clue of 
where she went. We aren't very good. Humans aren't very good at not leaving a trail when we're walking through the woods. Because this was pretty dense woods, which made a kind of a problem for being able to do a good search. Mm-hmm. But they used spray paint to mark where they had searched and everything to make sure that they covered every inch. Smart. Which I was so happy. They had done grid searches, like heading on to two days now. So they're kind of coming to the realization. They, they had 150 people searching. They had a lot of people going. They're kind of coming to the realization that she probably didn't leave on foot. She probably yeah. left in a vehicle. So they started sending people up and down the roads in cars and send out the helicopters some more and everything. They still didn't find anything. On Tuesday, the 31st, they continued, they started doing a house-to-house canvassing to keep it expanding outwards. And people across the province were contacted and to spread the word and to hand out posters. Like, they were handing out posters everywhere. And they made a Facebook group and a temporary website to help spread the word and organize things. On Monday... A lot of people said that that's when they realized, oh, wait, this really happened. Because Maddie was the last person that anyone thought would go missing. Yeah. If it was, if someone was going to go missing, it was not Maddie. Because she was comfortable with the outdoors. Like, she was an avid camper. She was, she was a strong-willed person. She knew what she was doing outside. Mm-hmm. There was, she was the last person that anyone thought would go missing. She sounds very responsible, too. In the woods. Oh, yeah, definitely. So at the time, they had a temporary website, but now the website is madisonscott.ca. Okay. And the Facebook group is Help Find Madison Scott, which they are both very active still. Oh, okay. I scrolled through the Facebook group, and it's very active. Like, it's not like every day, but December but had at least close to 10 people posting, okay. saying like, hey, we're thinking of you, Maddie. We're thinking of your family. Yeah. We're still looking for you. Like, they are still searching. They're still keeping an eye out for her, which I love. So glad. So in June, they continued to search. The volunteers continued to search and cover as much ground as they could. They went up and down every single road from Fraser Lake to Isles Pier. And they went down every track or path or everything. They looked everywhere they possibly could. They did more grid searches and like they did had private searches, like some family and friends and things. And they had ATVs going on our walks, some of the paths, all the private land and the buildings that were around the lake, Hogsback Lake, were Mm -hmm. searched just in case it was there. Even the Canadian Rangers were out searching for a weekend. Okay. Everything. They extended the then searching with the helicopters around the Hogsback area. Posters were spread out for through most of BC. And the RCMP started interviewing and doing polygraphs. Her cell phone records were checked. Like tons of things. I'm not gonna go into too much detail on that part because I'm gonna go into more detail on that next time. Okay. But just know that they were very thorough. Up to that point in 2011, it was like one of the most thorough searches they had done in BC. Like they used the most up-to-date technology that they had. Wow. It was very thorough. On their blog, someone from the other side of the world said, hey, 
I even heard about this. Oh, wow. I can't believe how far this has gone. Cool. And so the family and the police have done a really good job of getting the word out there about her, which made me so happy. So happy. Awesome. They worked so hard to be able to do everything that they could on to be able to find Maddie. But there was just no sign of her. That's she was so gone. Weird. Just gone. Which baffles me that she was just gone. That baffles me too. I'm going to say it now and I'm going to say it next episode also. Since this is going to be a two-part episode. Because okay. we definitely can't cover everything no. this episode. Because I there's more investigation to go into and I want to get into some theories. Okay. And because there's a lot of interesting theories. But Maddie, when she disappeared, she was 20. And now she would be 28. Okay. She is white, medium complexion. Her hair is ginger or auburn. And she has hazel green eyes. She is 5'4", weighs about 160, 170 pounds. Her mom on the 911 call said 170-ish, which I loved. Yeah. She has on her left wrist, she has a tattoo of a bird silhouette. Oh. We'll post a picture of her and her tattoo on social media because that's super important for everyone to know. For real. Her ears and her nostril is pierced. Okay. If you know anything at all, anything, please helps. call the Vanderhoof RCMP at 250-567-2222. So that's four twos. Or if you want to remain anonymous, call Crime Stoppers. They would be more than happy to let the RCMP know. Mm-hmm. At 1-800-222-TIPS. Please just call Anything can help. Because they don't know where she is. And that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Is she's missing. She is still gone. And her, her family gone. desperately wants to know where she is and what happened to her. Because I can't even imagine how difficult that would be. Mm-hmm. It's been eight years. This poor family still doesn't know what happened to her. That's like, they have ideas. And people have get presented some horrific ideas out there about what may have happened to her. And they, but they don't know and they want to know and it feels we'll get into it more next time mm-hmm. but someone knows something someone knows someone something. knows but he won't talk Ugh. so please if you know something please call the smallest thing could leave even if it's crime stoppers that would be amazing call 1-800-222-TIPS the smallest thing call. can help Oh, yeah, the smallest thing can help because this poor family needs answers. They need closure. That's why we wanted to cover this because we want to be able to spread the words, the word out there. We're not a very big podcast. We're hoping to get bigger, but we want to spread the word as far as we can. And podcasting is a great way to spread the word. It is. So please call. We can all help and find Maddie. She is such an amazing person and her family misses her so much. I bet. That Facebook group is full of posts of love and hope. One of their quotes is, hope is your way home. I love that. And hope stands for, hear our prayers, everyone. I love that. Hope is your way home. They have shirts with that on, and I absolutely love it. I love that so much. <laughs> hmm So please, if you know anything, please call 1-800-222-TIPS. Call Crime Stoppers. So we're going to pause. We've gotten through the bulk of the story so far. 
but we're going to finish it next time. So drop the next episode next week. Sorry, you don't get to hear more (laughs) of the story. So next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A lot of the information that I used is from their website, madisonscott.ca. And also this awesome documentary that I mentioned that they made in 2014. So it was like two and a half years since she'd been missing. Okay. It has a lot of great information. And CBC and the Vanished website, the outside online vanishing, was a great resource. Mm-hmm. And coastmountainviews.com was another one. Okay. That was used a lot. So like always, our sources, you can find them on the website. Mm -hmm. Just click on episodes and you can find all of that information there. I'm not going to ask your thoughts yet, Shakira. So write them down. (laughs) Okay. Because I don't want you to forget your thoughts. Okay. We're not really going to do a recap in the next episode. So keep your thoughts. Like write them down. Okay. Because I want to hear your thoughts next time once we've finished covering everything. All righty. And so, as always, this was hosted by the both of us, mm-hmm. Sydney and Shakira. It was researched some by Ernest and by me, Sydney, and edited and produced by Ernest. The theme song was by Heart Song Studios. And as always, remember, give hugs, not slugs. We hope you have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye. Bye.